Welcome to the Feel Better Make It podcast. Real life, real women, no shame. We take it from drop it like it's hot to I can't get off the toilet. In this podcast, we tackle questions about real issues women have to face with their body, life, love, and their career. Every week, Dr. Letitia and Dr. Jennifer, both physical therapists and business owners, will share from their life experiences and expertise on their journey to feeling better naked. Join us as we ask the questions you've never asked and have fun while doing it. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Feel Better Naked podcast. I'm Dr. Letitia. I got my girl, Dr. Jennifer here with me, and we are going to be diving on in, ladies, today. All talking about all about the vaginas, vulvas, and victory. So, hey, girl, what is kind of new in your world right now? Oh, you know, we're getting close to the new year. I'm wrapping up the the business goals for myself and things I want to get at next year. Our clinic has been doing really well. Um, we've got two people on staff here, and I'm looking to grow a little more in our business here. And I am also having the goal of becoming a certified health coach alongside you. Uh, oh. Tell me what you're doing. Exciting. Yes. Um, I'm done with my um, certification. I'm now certified as a health coach. Exciting. It's kind of been one of those uh, progress things that I've kind of seen that from years and years ago, kind of where my passion has been to look at the total person, just being able to get those resources together. Um, that a lot of questions, um, you know, the individuals that need answers um, and they could have some movement disabilities or movement issues going on. And as a physical therapist, I, I can address those. But now as a health coach, we can really dive deeper into um, nutrition, mindset, making those life standing um, choices and not just be so hooked on a fad diet or the next this or that. So really being able to expand my reach um, and add that as part of my practice is, is exciting, especially going into the new year. Yeah. And, you know, the health coaching on my end was really because I see clients in the clinic, but um, my strong interest is working with people with pelvic pain and, and sexual dysfunction. And, and sometimes it's more just than seeing someone in the clinic, especially today, we'll be talking about things like libido and sexual personality. And it's, it's really a process. And I treat a lot of um, painful intimacy and intercourse. So I'm excited for today's topic. Yes. All right, girl, tell us all about them vaginas and vulvas and the victory today. So first of all, if you've never heard the term vulva, that is the outside of the vagina. So it would, again, be like calling your face your throat. The vagina is actually just the vaginal canal. So I just wanted to start off with that point. Um, and I really wanted to, to talk about really from childhood, kind of the life cycle of what we learn about a vagina and vulva, most of what we're learning is going to be through our friend, our mom. Uh, now we've got social media, and so learning through some of that there. Um, but what I want to talk about first was if you're raising a daughter or you have grandchildren or a niece or nephew, nephew, even if you have sons, it's really important to call the parts their names. So. Um, there is nothing embarrassing about the vulva. We just say, that's her vulva. 
that's the, the vaginal canal. So I have three daughters and have the opportunity to practice this and have taught them. They name the parts. But what Dr. Letitia and I were talking about is we want to teach vulva and vagina, particularly when we're talking about um, sexual abuse and unwanted touch. We want our young girls to say they know what a vagina is still. So all of my daughters know vulva and vagina. But first of all, just naming what the parts are and having no shame right behind telling her what that is. And so I'll just tell you a little bit about how I teach my daughters. And there's a great book out there that we can for sure put in the show notes. It's called, It's All About You. And it talks about um, female, male parts, anatomy, and um, it talks about periods and all of that stuff. So I, I started that book with my 10 year old and, and then we talked a lot about it, but, but having them even take a mirror because they're curious, young girls are going to, and I don't know, Dr. Tisha, you haven't raised a young girl, but <laughs> boys are the same. It's just their parts are external. It's easier yes. to see them. It's easier to um, see Yep. My son's like, what's this? Cause it's there. Um, but girls looking, you know, it's, you know, don't touch, don't look right. Oh, that's, you know, I, you know, again, there's no standard. We've not really been taught how to talk about these things, but I've been teaching my girls, like it's totally fine to touch. Probably want to do that in a private place. Um, <laughs> yes, de- de- definitely. That's, yes. That's rules okay though. It's okay to yeah. touch and explore because if we're naming the parts, when I'm telling my daughters, she is now going to start a period soon. Um, this is the clitoral organ. This is where it's located. I don't show it on her. She's taking a mirror. If she wanted me to, I could, but she hasn't asked. She's got this book. She's looked at herself with the mirror. Does she do it all the time? I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not there to observe, but again, how many women I've helped in the clinic that don't even know where that clitoral organ is or how to stimulate that on their own. Um, I don't know, Dr. Letitia, do you remember when you were taught in school? <laughs> Oh, for sure not. You know, you just blank through that stuff, whatever grade that was. And they had the little educational, you know, video and everybody was, you know, all embarrassed and, you know, self-conscious about, you know, looking at the video and things. I really, I wouldn't say I probably don't remember a thing. And I definitely, I've never before um, recently within this last year or so, just having more conversation with you and stuff, taking a mirror, looking being able to have that education, being able to tell, no. So I know there's a lot of ladies. It's not anything that goes against how they were raised or their their mother or their mother didn't step in and teach them what they're supposed to be teaching. No, this is not where we're at. Like I said, with this yeah. podcast, we're definitely in with no shame. It's just now let's educate and yeah. dispel some of these myths um, or uh, fears or insecurities around being in tune with our body. Yeah. And And I have clients because this is what I do. I'm a pelvic physical therapist. So pelvic physical therapy, if you've not heard of it, we are going to deal with all things pelvic floor related. So part of what we treat a lot is going to be painful intercourse, painful periods, painful peas, painful poops, pelvic pain, tailbone pain. And I would tell you majority of the women, including myself, um, have sent, have you ever looked at your vulva? I'll ask. Cause again, I don't, I don't want to put you in a, a place where you're like, I don't want to look yet. Cause it sometimes is a process for women. Like we don't know it, this goes back to shame taught maybe how you were taught as, you know, a child abstinence is best. And then you get married and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've been told. Exactly. Bad just, my whole life. This is the talk. This is the talk you had. Okay. No sex before marriage. You're not going to have no babies and boom. Yeah. 
that's it. Yeah. So you never had any discovery. You never knew exactly where any part, you know, how many holes do you have? You know, <laughs> you know, Zach, yeah. it's like, Oh, all I have is the pee hole. You know what you won't, you didn't even do any of that discovery and that education. So it's definitely not trying to say, Oh my gosh, you just weren't raised right because you didn't learn about this and that. This is a very common thing, like you said, and we're saying going into adulthoods, you know, approaching 40-ish or so, just getting some of these realizations were education within the last few years or so Yes, for the both of us. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, so if you're listening to this and you haven't done it, you've got to have a mirror because I have people like, well, you know, I definitely need a mirror because maybe they've got a little more abdominal fat. Every woman whether she's thin and ripped and has no stomach, you have to have a mirror. You can't put your head down there. So you've got to get a mirror out. I always just in your bed, in the shower, just get a mirror and look. And then, and when you're looking, this is the other thing that comes across. Women are like, well, what's it supposed to look like? You, there's no standard. Um, there, you are unique. And so is your vulva. No one has the same vulva as you. No one has the same fingerprint as you. So there is the importance behind this, looking at your vulva, is as we have a baby, if you have a baby, if you don't, doesn't matter because vulva is going to change, particularly as hormones change. And so just looking at your vulva to see, is there redness down there? What's the color tone down there? Um, is Do I have an outer labia and inner labia? What's, what's, what do I look like? What does it look like? Because particularly if you're in your thirties looking at this, as you go through perimenopause, which again can start 10 years before you actually go through menopause, your vulva is heavily influenced by estrogen and testosterone and progesterone. So looking there is going to be important. And then uh, vaginal prolapse is something that's really important to look at there too, because um, some women aren't going to have symptoms. Symptoms of a prolapse are going to be heaviness, fullness, like there's a tampon in your vaginal canal. Um, Some women just feel a bulge, but some women are asymptomatic. So just having a look, you want to see where is my pee hole? Where's my urethra? And I have women come in and like, I think I have a prolapse and it's actually their urethra, right? But they don't know because they're not looking. So it's a journey for everyone. Um, I'm not telling you you have to do it. I just think it's really important for just knowing yourself. So, yeah, um, so that's my, you know, you. and this could be 60, you could be 13. If you've got a daughter, you know, teaching them that it too. So Gotcha. Um, well, yeah. before you move on to the next, just going back to kind of that that perimenopause or what menopause is with normally, you know, it could start as early. The perimenopause is period before menopause. So body's beginning to make those changes, essentially can be current around 35 or so. Menopause is really if you've had a full, you're in menopause if you've had one full year without a period. That's yes. when you're in menopause. So just clarifying those terminology, perimenopause is everything before you've had a full year without having any cycles. So all the body changes, hormonal changes, you know, increase in the abdominal uh, um, uh, area fat, all those things current before, before, just yeah, to make well, it. And again, that's going to be another episode, but brain fog, um, yeah, hot sweats, night, you know, all of that's going to hot sweats, sweats, night yeah. sweats, hot flashes. Night sweats. Yes, I have the night sweats. And I almost be like, oh, I feel my husband's arm coming across me. And it's almost around the same time. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm sweating. I love you, but I'm sweltering over here. So uh, hot. I need yeah. a break. Yes, I need a break. So hot. 
Um, so, but another thing that women start having, and, and I, I want to talk about periods here too, but, um, cause we are really mentioning that with menopause, but before I do that, I really want to talk about, you know, define the norm of painful intercourse. And this is a pretty deep topic because so many women were taught about periods in school, right? Uh, maybe again in middle school, cause for us, it was fourth, for me, it was fourth grade and eighth grade. We had STDs, AIDS, you're going to get pregnant, painful periods. So we start talking to our friends. If you start having penetrative intercourse and it starts to get normalized that, well, yeah, you know, intercourse is painful. It doesn't have to be. Um, it doesn't even have to be just tolerable. It really should be enjoyable. And let, let me also state that penetrative intercourse is not the standard for a woman to have orgasm. 85% of women have external orgasms only. So that's a thing too that we can talk yes, about later. You know, that's a conversation we can have. That is a conversation <laughs> that hopefully we can pull someone on for an interview because I've got a lot of people we can yes. interview for that topic. So, um, but what I want to talk about is when you're having vaginal dryness or thinning of that tissue, and you might look at your vulva and be like, I don't see any inner labia. There's nothing there. Um, and again, those are the lips. There's external lips and internal lips. And there's a lot of redness or dryness there. And you maybe feel irritation. And you're also having painful entry. Uh, that can be a big driver for painful intercourse. And so I'm always a big fan of you looking down there to see what your norm is because we want to rule things out like bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections. There's also some really great products in Amazon that you can test your own pH levels of your vulva because you want your pH to be in a great place for it to be healthy and happy. But, um, you know, looking at that area is going to be important. But if you're having painful entry, your pelvic floor muscles aren't like, yay, let's relax when it hurts with entry. So most women are going to do people in general, and we have pain tighten everything up like, oh, that hurts, that hurts. And then boom, penetrative intercourse, no matter what position you're in, is no longer comfortable. So I don't know if you have any follow up questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that goes with the thing about the whole like Kegels, you know, I got to do that to keep everything tight. I got to keep everything tight, you know. And then if you're having painful intercourse and you're trying to so worry about tighten up those muscles so much, I'm, I've got to keep everything tight because that's what I'm supposed to do if I feel like there's an issue. And then that's doing the opposite effect of what you want going on. So that's not the, the catch all tours. You do a Google search, of course, drop on Dr. Google do a Google search. And the first thing when it comes up, anything pelvic floor women's help is going to be that K word. Yep. <laughs> and people just think, okay, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're still continuing to have the issue and not having an enjoyable relationship with your partner. And you're just thinking maybe there's something wrong with me, or I've been doing these exercises. They say they do online and nothing, you know, nothing has changed. Yeah. Or let me, let me go yeah. ahead and use all that lubricant. Yeah. Let me use this lubricant, that lubricant, this, none of the lubricants are working because yeah, you have to have clitoral stimulation to get arousal and the tissue needs to be aroused so that you can have your natural lubricant. And this goes back to hormonal changes. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I treat plenty of clients and we don't have to do, I'm a holistic a provider. So I, I am usually going to recommend a functional medicine doc to really help get your hormones and gut health and thyroid where it needs to be. But there are a lot of things about just exploring, right? And this goes back to naming parts. A lot of women, and if you're listening, you're like, I don't know where my clitoral head is. I don't know where that's at. So if you don't know where it's at, your partners, if it's a male partner, 
he's not going to know where that's at. He doesn't have that. And so if he's trying to stimulate your clitoral organ externally and you don't know how it feels. So self-discovery, this comes down to things like masturbation. And that's also something that's like, Ooh, don't do, but if we don't know how it feels, how can we tell someone else? And, and there is no shame behind that. Um, Intercourse is not meant for the man. Sexual arousal is meant for you too. So there's a great book called come as you are. Um, that's Dr. Letitia and I are getting ready to, I've, I advise a lot of my clients to get it, but she's finally going to get it. And we're going to hopefully, um, learn and read together and reflect on that. Cause it's, it's a great book that talks about sexual personality and, and what your arousal is. And let's talk about stress and how stress can really affect arousal. And there's just a lot of layers here, but if you don't know where your parts are, um, and you don't know what feels good, it is, it's a hard, um, it's a hard one to, to navigate having painful intercourse. Yeah. And then, like you said, the, the, all the other things of, you know, women doing all the things. And if you're already having, it's uncomfortable to have sex and you're already stressed out about all the other things that's going on. And then you're like, Oh, by the way, my mind supposed to snap. I'm supposed to be in the mood now. And then sure, you're already in a sense of stress and anticipates like, Hey, you want to be able to enjoy it. You want to be your, you and your partner there together. You want to be able to enjoy that. And you're like, I want to force myself to enjoy this because that's how we're feeling, getting our connection and getting more connected. But then I'm stressed out because it's going to be painful. And yeah, what do I do? Yeah. And we're talking years. And if you're listening to this and you've had years and years of this, you are definitely not alone. I have a client that I saw yesterday. It's been 20 plus years, her entire marriage. It's been painful and she's been 20 plus years and they've had struggled with infertility, which brought so much more stress, um, Mm -hmm. failed IVFs, failed IUIs. And so again, if you're listening to this, you definitely are not alone, but like that, you know, trying to get pregnant can bring in a whole new stressor of like, well, now I've got to really tolerate it because the only way to get pregnant is... Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Got to so get the sperm. Get a job. <laughs> yeah, so that, job not. yeah. So if you're listening, like I, I want you to just first think about um, what are some ways just to look, to feel, to touch, to see how that feels. There are really great lubricants out there, great water-based lubricants that can be really helpful. Lubricants can help a little bit, but um, shouldn't replace your natural lubricant. You might want to just use a lubricant to kind of buffer it a little bit you know, but not take place of your own lubricant because your own lubricant is uniquely yours and best for you. Um, and so that's again, and, and if you have questions and subscribe here, go ahead and comment below. And, and this could be other podcasts. We can talk more about, there's just a lot of, ish, a lot of things I'm bringing up and it might be spurring some questions and you're like, what? Oh my gosh. And if you're like, what? When you're listening to this, Dr. Letitia and I were probably both, what, 33? 33 when I knew it was a vulva? That was oh, five yeah. years ago, people. <laughs> yeah, you said that was five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't even know what necessarily that. No, I wasn't a pellet PT, to be fair. <laughs> but yeah, this is it. Yeah, those, those different things that you don't think about, you just kind of push it. <clears throat> you know, this is the norm. I, I pretty much know I'll just kind of figure it out along the way. You know, the same thing I've asked people, like another question that can pop up that is very common. And obviously the, the industry for women's health products are are blown up and there's so much, a lot of stuff out there. And there's a lot of things that are saying what's supposed to be normal and what's supposed to not is basically, does my vajayjay or 
aka secret garden need to smell like flowers? Do we need these dishes and, and scents and the summer's breeze and all this other stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes right into, you know, vaginal hygiene. It's not dirty. Your vagina and vulva are not dirty. You just need water down there to rinse it out. And I have clients say, well, I've got the no no chemical soap and fragrance-free, like still don't need it. We don't need to be scrubbing it with, with that washcloth. rinsing everything out rinsing the vulva out you have your own unique smell unique to you and your ph there's you know now there are again some odors that we want to pay attention to um and those are going to be those fishy odors or like smell like something as death that's usually going to be an infection (laughs) we've been there like most of us have had some kind of odor like that doesn't smell right um and if you haven't you're gonna know um so yeah, using all those products can really be affecting your pH. Um, it could be irritating the skin. And so, so now we're trying to have any external stimulation of the clitoral organ um, or even wearing pads and then penetrative intercourse and that skin's not happy. Those nerves aren't happy. It's not going to feel so great. So vaginal hygiene is, you know, again, something that, um, if you can teach to your daughters and, and I want to bring this up too, if you're listening to all this and it's all new, this is a grassroots effort for all women to be talking about these things with their friends and family. And if they say things like, yeah, I, you know, I'm peeing on myself. And again, leakage is very, very common, very common, but does not have to be normal for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one out of two women have urinary leakage at some point in their life, if not more. Um, but if you're wearing that pad all day long, that's going to irritate the vulva. And then that will give you an odor and that's not too sexy feeling. So yeah, for sure. So. And it's not, it's not something that's going to be brought up. I mean, I would say hundred percent, especially you're talking about African-American population. There's no one that's ever going to bring up anything about having a urinary leakage. They just take it as it's normal. I've had a baby or I've had this and this change that may have occurred and it is what it is. All this were a pad or a brief. There's nothing I can really do about it. Or they may have had the courage to go to a provider and say something about it and really haven't been given any solutions. Or here's a, you know, here's a pill yeah. to kind of help, you know, to help with that and just continue to, you know, increase your stock of pads, liners, briefs. Oh tampon so, that's like, so expensive you know yeah through time to, <laughs> you know to do you know to do those things so encouraging and decreasing the stigma on what um you know you taking charge of your health not only i'm trying to exercise and do all the things or maybe i've made a shift in my diet and nutrition but guess what your your sexual health <laughs> is yeah all on that same list together. You can go get your hair done, nails done, get whatever surgical procedure you want to get done. If that's you, you can do all those things, but nothing's going to be a replacement for you have to, your, your health is total body health. That's going to be inside and out. Inside and Um, out. Yeah. And I would say too, you talked about healthcare providers and you've had the courage to tell a provider and, and some of you listening probably have particularly your gynecologist, if your gynecologist has told you, oh, yeah, that just happens with age, no. Or if you're 25 and you're like trying to have kids and they say, oh, it gets better after kids, no. Like, or if you're postpartum and you're having painful intercourse, oh, when you're done breastfeeding or your hormones get better, 
then it'll get better. Or postpartum, or I'm sorry, postmenopausal woman. Oh, yeah, you're 60. You don't have a libido. It's all you don't have estrogen. So, so they're they're not addressing your problem, and that's where I'm going to tell you you need to be skeptical. Be skeptical. Listen to what they have to say, but be skeptical, especially if your gut is telling you like I'd rather not have this pain. There are solutions out there. Um, and it's something that pelvic physical therapists, we all really treat in a true pelvic PT for all of you listening <laughs> is not a physical therapist. That's going to put a biofeedback device into the vaginal canal that you go ahead and try to squeeze and relax on and they walk away and go do something else. Or they're teaching you some dead bugs, which is this core work and squeeze in for kegels and you're having pain. That is not a pelvic physical therapist. Pelvic physical therapist is going to talk about all things, bowel, bladder, sexual health, and pelvic floor muscles are supposed to have some strength and lift to them, but they're also supposed to lengthen and relax to allow for enjoyable intercourse, good poops, good, good peas. And so kegels, not pelvic PT. And if you're going to your gynecologist and they don't give you anything to help or they just give you a little estrogen cream, because that's what they're also going to do, here's some estrogen cream. If that's not helping you in four weeks, that's not the solution. So there's my little tangent on... (laughs) But I mean, that's important because most people do not know that there are solutions. They have never heard... First of all, they really don't know what physical therapists do in general. Yeah. But a pelvic physical therapist, that's just like, what? <clears throat> Excuse me. What? What is, you know, what is that? There's a solution. There's help for that. So if you've never had those resources or, or thought about them being available, that's part of why we're on here talking about the Feel Better Naked podcast is yeah. dispelling those myths, getting that education, having fun while doing it and letting ladies know that you're not alone when it comes to um, different changes within your life cycle. Yeah. As well as, you know, things that you're currently facing. I'm so excited that Dr. Letitia is now a certified health coach because she'll be addressing all of these things that are holistic and, and, and helping you connect with providers. Because again, it's about finding, I think Letitia says squad, yeah. uh, your squad. And I'm, you know, I'm a big building your village, finding those team of providers that listen and support you and aren't just trying to mask it with other things or just tell you to deal with it. Cause that's just not, that's not fair. And as a woman, you should be able to enjoy intimacy, sexual intercourse, arousal, all of your life. If that's what you want to do, it's an opportunity and you don't have to be peeing your pants and you don't have to have painful periods and you don't have to accept those things. So I'm always on here just trying to say to, to defy those norms. Um, these things are common, but they don't have to be normal for you. You don't have to live with that. For sure. What about that? What, let's bring it on home. What about that victory? Yes. So as we discussed this, this topic, I was really wanting to, to say that hearing these things, I'm hoping, because for me, it was really this way that knowledge is so empowering just to know these things and to know you are definitely not alone if you've never heard of a vulva, if you have painful intercourse, if you're leaking on yourself, um, if you have constipation, there's so many of us struggling with these issues. So really empowering you to know, victory, there is solutions and you do not have to live with it. Awesome, Lay. So once again, some other resources to be able to definitely reach out to Dr. Jennifer. This is definitely her wheelhouse. She is the bomb.com when it comes to all things 
women's health, pelvic um, uh, physical therapy. She does have a private Facebook group. Tell me about, um, let them know about your group again and kind of what you do with that. Yep. So I've got a private Facebook group called Public Thrive Wellness, and you can join that. And I'm, I'm getting on there and can talk to you, answer questions. I do some lives on there, and um, I also do some challenges. And then um, as far as my my business, I'm here local in Georgia, but will also be open to um, having some openings on my schedule for some virtual consultations just to for you to learn a little bit more about public physical therapy. And if that's the right fit for you, those sessions will be about 30 minutes, 30 minutes in length. I'll have just a few per week. So if you want to grab one of those, I'm more than happy to talk to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, whoever may be listening to this episode, thanks for joining us once again, follow us on Instagram at the feel better naked podcast, Dr. Jennifer at regenerate.physio and myself at Dr. Letitia PT. Hey everyone. Thank you for joining us today on our real conversations and journey to feeling better naked. I know there are a million other things you could be doing, sending you all the love. Check out the show notes to grab any tidbits or tools that were discussed on the episode today and be sure to subscribe. You don't want to miss next week's episode. Remember, you are enough.